Welcome to Lounge, Lift, Learn, Real Talk with Black Therapists, where we have conversations that uplift, inspire, and empower. I'm Lysandra. And I'm Shelby. Welcome to the lounge. Hey, Shelby. Um, today, I wanted us to talk about um, a situation that happens to us all the time as Black women. So I wanted to talk about aggression. Black women and aggression. Ooh, that feels hot. It's hot. It's hot. Um, and I want to versus it with intimidation. That scares that scares me a bit. Why right? is it scary? Because now we're gonna have to sit here and get super vulnerable about moments that we were categorized as aggressive and intimidating, and we were just trying to be ourselves and assert ourselves. Absolutely. Um, for us, it highlights it highlights in the church. It highlights and shows itself in the workplace, absolutely, in our families, in society in general. So I felt like it would be really good for us to do some real talk about Black women and aggression. I feel that it has shown up the most for me personally in the workplace environment. And I freshly am graduated from grad school, obviously, and a lot of times in the school environment. And so, If we want to talk about our personal experience and we want to go there, um, I think I can just start by talking about how, as a black woman, I will show up in the workplace and have an opinion on something. And if anyone doesn't agree with it, it's seen as not only inconsiderate, but like I came off too strong. No matter how I change my tone of voice, It's too intimidating for you to handle, and I truly don't think it has anything to do with anything outside of me being a black woman. Absolutely. When I'm at at work and I'm raising an issue, and I think that not only are we fighting this externally, but I also think this is an internal fight. Because when I go to bring something up, I don't want it to come across as aggressive. Like, I wonder if other people— put as much thought into how does this sound when I'm bringing up a problem or if something is angering, like real problems happen in the workplace. And so when I have to bring something up and I go to speak my mind, am I free to really speak my mind without it automatically turning into me as the angry black girl? You just made me think of something. Is being angry okay? Right. Like I think in society, anger is an emotion that men are often you know, allowed to share freely. We expect that. However, for women in general, it's not as praised. But for black women, let's take that a step further with mm-hmm. the intersectionality. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that that's just not allowed. You're not supposed to be angry. You can't be angry. So suppress that so everybody else can be comfortable. Absolutely. So it shows up in our workplace. I have to tell you, for me, school, graduate school. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> um, graduate school, it showed up. So I'm going to tell you a story. Story time, everybody. Yay, story time. <laughs> Love it. Um, when I was in graduate school, I had this experience. Um, or, well, I had a lot of experiences with, um, I was in my mid 30s. I had to think about that. I was in my mid-30s. Um, and my biggest trouble, struggle, was with 
um, at that time was with divorcee white women who were in their late 40s. That is very specific. Why the specifics? I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I honestly don't know. And so I have to say that because that's where I had the biggest struggle. And I would hear feedback such as, um, she's so opinionated. And I would hear that from women who were equally as opinionated. And so it was, it was the question for me is, why is it okay for you to have your voice and be opinionated? But when I speak, my voice is a problem. Like, I wasn't expected to have a voice. Um, so I, I, I think my first, I would almost dare say my first experience with it, that I became aware of it, was in graduate school. And I was at, the professors were lovely, um, many other students were lovely, but I was at a PWI. And so for those that don't know, that's a private white institution. And so... Private or primarily? I think it's, I always thought it was primarily white institution. I thought it was private. It's not a private white institution. If I went to a, I went to University of Missouri. Okay. And it's not private at all. So. All right. So let's just go with yours. That's, we'll yeah, call we'll it primarily. Yep. <laughs> you can win, Shelby. Thank you. <laughs> She's always trying to win, listeners. Always. Um, so that was where I had my very first experience of my voice being a problem. Um, a different student um, was literally talking about me a room over, just talking about me and it was just like are you kidding well well no she knows what she's talking about but she's uh, uh. and and for me it's just why is that why is my voice a problem absolutely and so if I can kind of piggyback off of that Mm -hmm. um, our grad school experiences are based in counseling or therapy-based programs Mm -hmm. so naturally you go into those environments expecting everyone to be fairly accepting fairly understanding right like we're going into this field and this is no knock on them but it is a knock on them Mm -hmm. that if a black woman comes into the program particularly my program there weren't many of us Mm -mm. right I was one of nine we had a small competitive program, as I will say. Um, (laughs) But we had a a small program and one of nine students of color, right? I was one of that. And so when I would speak up or have an opinion or give a suggestion, I think people kind of cowered away when I would say something. Um, I particularly remember a professor used me as an example um, when we did some role playing. You know, you're trying to act like the client. You kind of challenge a peer to be the, the counselor. And of course, my scenario was I was a black woman who was a little upset that this woman wasn't understanding her children or something. And I had to come across as angry because my professor told me to. Mm. That's a whole nother story. We Mm. can talk about that, but Mm. not today. Mm -hmm. And so when my peer saw that I was angry, it didn't just stay in that scenario. She was afraid of me the rest of our grad school experience because Mm. of that Mm. one Mm. time. And so that's a lot of, you know, racism within itself that she might not have realized at the time. But now I got to watch how I talk to you because you might consider me an angry black woman. Yeah. That is so unfair. And so, and so what, a what, a. I think I want to say, what if I really am angry? Like, what if you've done something that has utterly pissed me off? Why can't I just be angry like anybody else from any other non-person of color background? Because you can't. And that's not fair. So, so Shelby, it happened in grad school. It happens at work. Tell me how you think it happens in the family. Ooh. Well, I have a little bit of a complex situation. Okay. Um, I am black and white biracial, Mm -hmm. right? So white women in my family, 
are extremely um, emotional, <laughs> dramatic, if mm-hmm. we can use that word. And so lots of expression. But if I shared that same expression, I think it's it's looked at as, ooh, we better, we better tone it down. Shelby's coming after us. Mm. Because, you know, when auntie was acting up and she was emotional, it's like, oh, let's, let's caress her. Mm. Let's cater to her needs. But Shelby's got to figure her own stuff out. However, on the black side, like if women were to get angry or upset or emotional, I think it's it is what it is. Um, We don't have as many black men on my side, Mm -hmm. so I can't speak to maybe how they feel about it. But how about you? I think for me, what I notice is um, I watch men growing up. um, My father was real gentle, but I watched men growing up being like their anger was fine, but when a female got angry, we're overly emotional, and it attributes things to us. Um, I'm intimidating if I'm smart. I'm intimidating if I use my voice. Um, so when I speak up against things, um, if if the male doesn't like it, it's interpreted as I'm being aggressive. Can I take that a step further? Sure. It's not just if the male doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. It's if the whiteness in the room doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Now we have to shun it. Mm-hmm. At least that's my personal experience. You could speak to yours. But if white people are uncomfortable with how direct I am, all of a sudden I something was wrong with me and I need to fix something about me instead of maybe you need to adjust yeah. your managerial position or what have you. Well, you know what? I had a situation at at. Um, at at work before where um, a a young white girl that worked there was having a rough day and she was having a rough day and I gave her some beyond simple, no big deal feedback, like, please use a, um, write this in a pen or don't write this with a pencil, like, like something like no big dealy. And she burst out in tears. Um, Somebody else was like, Lysandra made the, um, made her cry. Like, and, and I was like, I, I didn't make her cry and they held to it. But the young lady was like, she didn't. And then it was believed. So help me understand that. So my word alone that I did nothing to make this young lady cry wasn't good enough. The young white lady had to actually co-sign and say she didn't make me cry. But the reputation continued. Mm, I continue to hear that. What I want to say to a lot of black women Mm -hmm. is in situations where you are being misunderstood, are you being intimidating or are others being intimidated by you? There is a difference for me. Absolutely. Like I can check myself as a therapist. I'm able to do this. But even as a regular individual who's not in this profession, Mm -hmm. being able to say, what was it about my tone, my choice of words Mm -hmm. that was intimidating? If you can knock all of that off and say that wasn't about me, other people are intimidated by you. And that's not your problem. Absolutely. And I think more black women need to know that. Right. Absolutely. I would agree with you. So checking yourself. And that's something like shout out to, to, to grad school for therapy. That's something that, I had to, that we have to do is become more self-aware. So when you say, Lysandra, that was really aggressive, I'm going to do the check-ins with myself. Like, hmm, did I, how was my tone? What did I say? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not present. But the very, the very fact that I'm a female and I'm speaking my mind is 
quote unquote intimidating. But again, that's not intimidation. So how do what do we do with that? Like, what do we do? We, we put it out here. We're being challenged with being called aggressive. How do you help a, a black woman deal with that? Wow. Wow. Loaded question. Mm-hmm. Part of it, I think, is being comfortable enough in your womanhood and your blackness, mm-hmm. right? And so if, if you're not black and you're just a woman listening to this, own your womanhood and maybe you have another ethnic group you need to be proud of and figure out and explore, right? right? But if we're speaking particularly to black women here, mm-hmm. know what parts of your blackness and your womanhood you are proud of. Mm-hmm. Know yourself. Know your space. Mm-hmm. I think that might trump all of it. Know where you are welcomed. Know where you belong and where people want you to speak up. And when people don't want you to speak up, I don't want you to be apologetic for it. That's It's a tricky situation to figure out. I'm not saying it's easy, but I don't want black women to walk around uncomfortable because we are not accepted in spaces. So when we're in these situations, because with the last few years going on, we've had a lot of racial situations happening. Um, one of the things that that I regularly experience, and I know you experienced, and um, I think you were there um, I believe you were there for one of them um, when I made a direct comment at work and um, one of my colleagues burst into tears and all one of my white colleagues is important. Um, I'm telling about a traumatic issue for me and they, uh, what do you call that? One upped it? They like, what, was it a one up? I don't know what else to say. Like, hi, I was raped. Well, you know what? I was raped by three people. Like it was a one up and it's just like, who does that? But when... I called them out on it. They burst into tears, and the attention in the room shifted completely to make her feel good. Hello, hi, I'm the traumatized one over here. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel comfortable enough to share a little bit more with the listeners, because not in terms of your actual trauma, but just like give a little bit more context, because I think that could possibly get a little confusing. Well, it was, it was, we were talking about um, the race-related issues that are always apparently ongoing. And I was talking, it was a, it was a whole group. Um, And when I shared the experience that I had, um, um, she came back to almost, um, so I was sharing the experience that I had that was extremely trying for me, that was race-related, and she came back and almost had to justify it with a, with a like, an altering universe. So mine was a police-related issue, incident, and so I was sharing about the related, the incident with the white officers, and her response came back to me, well, I've not had nice black officers. Yeah. Black officers did me wrong. Yeah. And she was a white woman. Yeah. And so you're right. It almost like negated the fact that you had a racial mm-hmm. experience and it made it about her. And all of a sudden, white tears mm-hmm. filled the room mm-hmm. and Lysandra was no longer present. Right. And so that for me was an absolutely a lot. So when we talk about are you intimidating, are you aggressive, it's angering. So I feel fully fine to stand in my voice to say that wasn't about you. I'm talking about me. And that's not aggressive 
to assert myself. And I think, I think Shelby, sometimes even talking about the difference, but at the end of the day, it's not my job to carry and to hold um, other people's stuff. Like, I have that right, and, I, and I, I think that's what I want to say to black women. You have the right to speak your mind. I think all of us have the responsibility to be cautious and careful of what comes out of our mouths. Mm -hmm. Like, just because I have the right to speak my mind doesn't mean that I should just say any and everything, because that's disrespectful. It's dishonoring to yourself, to others, and all of that. But you do have a responsibility to your words, but speak your truth. And some people are going to be upset and intimidated, and that's on them. Yeah, I just think it's important for us to sit in that for a minute of how frustrating it is that I can't just be a human being mm -hmm. and be upset and angry and be direct about how you disrespected me. But now I have to consider how you're going to handle that and how you're going to take it. Yeah. That is so unfair. I can't emphasize that point enough. Why do black women have to carry, or women in general as well, have to carry the load of emotionally controlling everybody's environment? I'm, I'm sick of it. Absolutely. I think we should be free. And so if you're listening to us, um, like, share, and walk in your freedom, walk in your truth, speak your mind um, responsibly. Responsibly is the key word. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. What else do you have about that, Shelby? I just feel like when will the world be in a place where women, black women in particular, are seen as being direct and intelligent enough to handle our own? Right. Right. And when will they be in a space that they can accept our emotions? I think that is something that's constantly going through my mind in terms of solutions. Like, do we need to coach you on how to accept black women's emotion? It just, it's just frustrating. I think I'm just at a frustrating I think, point. I think I hear your frustration because at the end of the day, clearly you already know this, but I'm going to say it. We have no control over other people. So for I me, hate that. <laughs> I'm giving freedom. I'm, I'm giving people freedom mm -hmm. to sit in their truth, to not accept the label. Like, literally don't accept the label. I'm not an angry black woman. I'm a black woman who can get angry. True. Piss me off and you'll see her. Um, at the end of the day, though, but I am multifaceted. I am a black woman who is in control of her emotion. And so I think, and I said this to a former boss, I said, they were like, well, it came across harshly. I said, it absolutely did. And they looked at me confused. I said, the first time I was kind and I gave a warning. The warning was ignored. The second time was grace. The third time, what you run into is the wall. I said, so to come to me to say that was harsh, absolutely it was harsh. It was harsh on purpose. I am saying back up off of me. And so, again, it's the responsibility piece for me that I have a right to speak my mind. I have a right to to, to say things and show up in a room fully intelligent, fully aware, without apologizing, period. And if you're intimidated by that, that's not on me. And I refuse to accept that. I refuse to take that on because it's not mine. I wonder how much of that, I assume that the boss you were just referring to there was a white woman. No, it was a white male. A white male. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think I was questioning, like, if this was a black woman coming to you, how much of this internalized, you know, black, angry black woman stuff comes up 
against black women. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Like when I'm out and about, like going to whatever, going out to party or whatever I'm trying to do, if I see another black woman with a resting bitch face, I think we all know what mm-hmm. that is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if I see another woman and her face just isn't friendly, I may jump to the conclusion that she has an attitude and that may not be the case. Like, can't she just be beautiful on the street, not feeling like doing whatever I'm doing at the moment and not be an angry black woman about to snap on somebody? You said something, and and what that's really important. You're talking about the internalization. Yes. Like, not only do is that an external issue, um, but internally, we're judged, we're judging, our black men are judging. Because we've heard that. I only mm. date white women. Black women have attitudes. Like, we see someone acting out. And so, that internalizing, like, we have to free ourselves from that, that imagery. Uh, that that woman may be having a rough day. Exactly. Exactly. And that is why I brought that up is like how much of it is black women need to do our own work mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. on how we see it come up and how we address it. Right. If our black men or we're dating or we're married to makes comments along those lines, like, see, this is why like men don't date black women. Y'all got too much to say. I've seen that on some reality mm-hmm. TV shows yeah. where they just, you know, disrespect black women for being a human. Yeah. And again, sick and tired of that. Mm-hmm. But we need to be able to check in and say white women get angry all the time and don't get held to the same standards in that way. And, and what if we. Like, for me, the day comes when we can remove the gender. Humans get angry. Humans get happy. Humans feel sadness. So if you don't want people to be angry, stop upsetting them. Like, (laughs) that's that piece. So easy, Lissandra. (laughs) Just stop doing that. That's that piece. Like, and so for me, Shelby, I feel like I'm good. Like, think that, you know, giving the freedoms— the, the the ability to help people to understand that people being intimidated by you if you are not a violent presence. Because if somebody is violent, I'm absolutely intimidated. Yes. But if they're not violent, if you're not being violent, then there's no need. There's absolutely no need. What does responsibility look like? Ooh, I feel like that is a loaded question. Absolutely. First and foremost, I think it means knowing that you're angry in the first place, mm-hmm. right? And knowing what's underneath that anger as well. So I always, you know, talk to people about, you know, anger is a, you know, typically it can be a secondary emotion. Absolutely. What's underneath that? Maybe it's disappointment. Maybe it's sadness. Maybe there's betrayal underneath that deep stuff that we don't really want to talk about because it's uncomfortable. Right, right. You need to acknowledge that. But that anger still needs to be tamed to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be respectful with it. So you you may jump in and tell me a little bit about how to make sure I'm respectful, even though I'm pissed the hell off. I mean, because, like, I think one of the things is is caring for yourself. So in any moment, because, again— Black women, of course, we get angry. Absolutely. We have so many reasons to be angry. Mm. But that doesn't mean I'm an aggressive black woman. And so if you find that you are angry because you are dealing with um, people um, attributing and ascribing aggression and intimidation to you, once you check with yourself and checking in with yourself, um, if you really are upset, there are things that you can do to bring you down. Because at the end of the day, for me, I have to be very, and this goes into the responsibility, I have to be very careful 
with my words. I have to be very careful and cautious of what I'm saying and when I'm saying it, kind of like right now in this moment. Like right now, you should understand that I am cautiously making my way through these statements um, because because first of all, we don't have all the solutions. Let, this is just first of all. Let me just put that disclaimer right on out here. Real talk with therapists, right? <laughs> we ain't your therapist. We're not your therapist. We are therapists. Um, so this does not, listening to our podcast, while we love you and we think you're amazing, and thank you so much for listening, we're not your therapist, and this podcast does not replace actual therapy. And so learning how to manage yourself in any given situation. Um, okay, Shelby, you know I'm known for the example. So here's the example that Here pops in my mind. <laughs> um Managing anger is like managing anything else. Like if I have to pee and I'm in a business meeting, I don't just let loose. And that is so Lysandra. She <laughs> always has to break up the meetings with her little bathroom breaks. Sick of it. So at the end of the day, when you are feeling something, it doesn't mean you just let it go. So there are times I have sat in spaces where I have been disrespected, where I felt like I have been devalued and dishonored, but it still was not the time nor the space for me to speak that truth. And so responsibility says, is this the space? Yes. Thank you for that. Because I'll have to keep it very real with y'all. If my anger is about to come out, I probably need to go on and take a little break, take a time out, go to my room, go to my happy place, whatever it is, because I know I'm about to say something crazy to my husband, to my kids, a family member, and I may not be able to come back from that. And so the moment you realize you're, you're angry and it's to the point where you may not have control of it, excuse yourself. Absolutely. So what I just heard you give were some real life tools. Check yourself, people. Let me tell you, we don't have to reinvent the real the wheel. YouTube has amazing app, uh, not apps. What do you call the stuff on YouTube? D- Videos. Sure. <laughs> I was like, what content? <laughs> YouTube has amazing content. And what I mean by that is I could tell you and I could lead you in therapy through a guided imagery to calm you down. I can teach you deep breathing skills, but they have apps for that. YouTube will let you watch the video. They have relaxation apps. And I tell my clients. Go use that. So when you find yourself upset, calm yourself down, first of all. Yes. None of us um, respond in the best way when we're upset. And let me tell you, I want to go back to Lysandra's point earlier. Get you a therapist. Absolutely. If you find that anger is starting to you know, get in the way of how you function every day, function with your family, connect with others, go to a therapist because you might find out that there's something in childhood that you haven't let go of Absolutely. or processed yet, and you're reacting out of that. So work towards that. But I also want to add a layer to this, that the responsibility of anger is heavy yeah. for black women. Absolutely. Right? Like there is a cost that comes with having to be responsible for that, mm-hmm. even though I will let you know, A lot of white women, I have heard them in passing say things like, I just wish I had some of that attitude, some of that spunk, some of that, you know, that uh, that that directness that black women have. They they want it so bad, Lysandra. But everybody wants to be black until it's time to be black. And, you know, the words kind of look different in other places. But that's what it comes down to. Well, here's the real reality. (laughs) It 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 didn't come from nowhere like yes. that that ability to carry has has carried 
through our ancestry. Like if if my if my great greats were slaves, then nobody cared about how they felt. So hmm. we had to learn, and, and I, I said this to somebody, I said, I can't be quiet because my elders and my forefathers had to be quiet. Silence. So I have to use my voice. And if my voice annoys you, I guess you should put on some ear-canceling headphones. My <laughs> voice is mine. And so at the end of the day, your voice is yours. But there is a cost. You don't just get to be vocal Without practicing using your voice. That's part one. But part two, I know plenty of vocal white people. Yes. <laughs> and vocal Latinas and vocal. So realistically, the person that is saying that, the people that feel that way, are the people, black, white, or otherwise, that haven't tapped into their voice. Yeah. Because when you tap into your voice, you not only do I. As a person that loves my voice and have and understand and harness, harness means control, harnesses my voice, I respect your voice. Mm. So I want Shelby to have her voice. It's not just my voice. Like when you have really understood the value of your voice, which is why I was speaking on, on in the terms of freedom, I want you to be free to not accept the label because because I'm angry, and good God knows, we have lots of reason to be angry. Amen. We, we have so many reasons to be angry. And so if, if I, de- like, I'm not opening that door. If I were to want recompense, if I were to want revenge against the people that have angered me, but that's not how I walk. That's not how I move. And so for me, it's managing myself. And so like I said, you manage yourself in every situation. If you have to pee in the boardroom, you don't just loose. You get up, you excuse yourself, and you go to the washroom. And I I love that you're speaking to the humanness, again, of Black women right there. Because while there are some very direct, spunky Black women Mm -hmm. who are not afraid to express themselves, on the flip side, the cost of our ancestors being silenced in some families allowed women to continue to to be silenced. Absolutely. Right? And so I meet black women all the time who don't have that type of personality. Absolutely. And that's the humanist. We are on the full spectrum, just like white women, just like Hispanic women. We are right with y'all. But somehow our voices seem to be put above. Like we we just are so much more. And I, I don't know if I always like that pressure. So wait, Shelby, wait, Uh-oh, wait, what did I wait. say, y'all? Let me get this straight. You telling me not all black women are spunky and not don't all it, black don't women Don't it sound crazy? Up? Don't it sound crazy? <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, I got a little sister, y'all. Bless her heart. She knows who she is. She is so quiet and she is so sweet, but she has an anger streak. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't come out in the way mine comes out. Mm-hmm. And so I admire and respect her for all of her emotion range, just like she would admire, I think she admires and respects mine, right? <laughs> we like We are human. We are all different. Even within the same cultures and racial backgrounds, we are different. Mm-hmm. So recognize that whoever you are listening out there, if you were a white person thinking all black girls have this quality, no, we do not. Absolutely. And I'm not going to assume that about your race either. So check yourself, honey. Absolutely. Well, honey, you just said a mouthful. But that just tickles me because I say that all the time. All, nobody, anything. All black people, nothing. All black people, like none of that (laughs) makes sense. So at the end of the day, tying this up with a neat little bow, coming back around to black women and aggression, you are going to be free. 
Free. Because you are going to recognize the power of your voice. You are not going to take on the responsibility of what other people think about you. Take on the responsibility about what you think about you. And so consider that carefully. Do I have an attitude problem? Some of us do. Some of us do. <laughs> Be real. <laughs> Some people do. And so if you are that woman or that man, hey, male listeners, if you are that person, check yourself. But stop blanketing and thinking that black women are more aggressive, that black men are angry. That's a whole nother show, mm-hmm. and we're not about to tap nope. into it because this one is specifically to black women and aggression. Yes. And so to my black brothers, I love you so very much. But check yourselves with the stereotypes, but please. But please understand that it hurts us when you say we have an attitude And so that's why you go off and to the ones that say that. They don't all say that. So for the ones that feel that way, check yourself. That may be your family. Mm. Because like Shelby said, in every family, every person is different. I got cousins that will cut you (laughs) quite literally. (laughs) Um, And then I have other cousins that will cut you with their words and other cousins that will never say a thing. So my hope for everybody is that you find your voice. And if you don't have your voice, um, again, go visit one of the amazing, amazing, that's not even a word, one of the amazing counselors out here. And let me just put it this way, um, because we didn't do this in this episode. I am a licensed clinical professional counselor. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I deal with all the drama, y'all. Hey, we all deal with the same things. At the end of the day, we're all tree um, branches on the same tree. That's how I look And we are here to support you. So, you know, if you're not necessarily ready for therapy, even though I encourage it, find you a support group. Find you your your team Mm -hmm. that will back you and speak life into you and check you gently when you need it. Why? Because we want you to be uplifted. We want you to be inspired. And we want you to be empowered. So go empower yourself and your voice. Alrighty, if you do not have um, a therapist, Therapist, um, you do know that that is paid for through your health care. So this is health care. Typically. Typically. If you don't have any insurance, most places do a sliding scale. They do. So don't be afraid to reach out and ask about your resources. But I think the point of all of this, Lissandra, is that you check yourself. Make sure that you are not crossing boundaries or lines with people. And at the same time, own your emotion, too. It's okay to be angry as long as you're respectful with it. And so that's the gem we have to drop on you guys today. Absolutely. So, again, we thank you for listening to us um, as we talked about Black women and aggression. We hope that you heard something that freed you. I want you to walk in freedom. You know what I mean? Be free to be you. Um, Check yourself. Be responsible with your own behavior, but don't let other people put labels on you. Walk in freedom. Love that. Love that. Alrighty. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, and share. We'll see you next time. Bye.